Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Nicole Byer, and this is a podcast where I try to figure out how I'm still single, even though if you ask nicely and at least three times, I'll suck on your little toes, even though I hate feet. My guest today, you know her, you love her. She's been on Bajillion Dollar Properties. She's a voice on HBO's Animals. She's also part of this improv group that's very, very wonderful, Wild Horses, Erin Whitehead. <laughs> hi, hi, hi. Hi. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. I mean, my Lord, thank you for having me. You know I love the show. Uh, thank you so much. I asked you to do the podcast after I was on um, Hinge, and there was a man. Ah, fuck, I gotta find it. So I was swiping through Hinge, and I was reading this man's profile, and he said his simple pleasures are writing, going to comedy shows, going to the movies, being around dogs and cats in early Simpsons episodes. And I was like, this man seems like he loves improv. And then I like swiped out and he's in a wild horse's shirt. Oh, dear. On his dating oh, profile. On his dating profile. I, yes. I really like that he was like, this is what will get them. He's like, I love ladies who improvise. I'm here for it. It just really floored me. I was like, oh. I mean, maybe I should get on Hinge. I'd be a certain in with that. I mean, Actually, that's not even true. That's so not true. He's probably like, no, I mean, you're funny, but. Uh. <laughs> but I'm just going to like wait out for Lauren Lapkus. Uh, uh, that's. It, it made me laugh so hard. Also, there is a wine called Wild Horses. I've gotten it. It's pretty decent. Yeah, it's not bad. I don't hate it. Um, there's a dark horse wine too. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of horse a lot wines. of horse things going on. Yeah, are you on apps? I've never done an <gasps> app. Really? I've never done one. I like with the exception of when I I used to write a dating blog for okay. my money, and I wasn't dating at the time, so I made up a lot of stuff. But they, <laughs> <laughs> you're like the new Melissa McCarthy movie where she's making up letters for people. <laughs> Listen, any crazy McCarthy movie is based on my life. <laughs> uh, that's not actually that untrue. You know the sh- what's the no? It is untrue. I mean, I I told a complete lie there. But the you know the the one that Katie Dippold wrote uh, that Paul Feig directed, where they're cops. The Heat. The Heat. 
Sandra Bullock has a cat that's not her cat, and that's my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I'm a cat lady without a cat. That was a very funny specific in that movie. I really like that. Yeah. Um, so you used to write a dating oh, blog, right. but Back you to, yeah. weren't dating. I wasn't dating, and I had to sign up for for it was a short lived. I'm assuming maybe it's still around uh, dating app that was only for Mac users, and your picture had to include a Mac device. Oh, and they had me like it was very new, so they had me write up like a thing for it for the dating blog. But mm-hmm. to do it, I had to join. So I joined and put up the most ridiculous profile. <laughs> And I couldn't believe I got hits from it. I was like, this was supposed to make you never swipe, but, or I don't know what people did. app to join to be like, well, I love my iPhone more than my mother. So I guess I have to join a dating site where I find other people who love their iPhones more than their family members. I mean, I feel like it's insane, but then you meet those people. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like people who are Mac crazy are, they're a whole breed. There's people who love things and then the thing like people who smoke weed and like are heavy smokers i feel like their whole identity is like i love weed that's and yeah and that's a nutty thing to me like i get if you're in college and it's new Mm -hmm. and you're like this is unreal but when i see like adults putting up shows like 420 shows i'm like you're a grown-up i'm clearly (laughs) talking about one specific person here but i'm like that's not a personality anymore like you're too old a little (laughs) weird I, yeah, but then, like, I have friends, one of my old roommates smoked a ton of weed, but it wasn't his personality. He just had ADD, and medication didn't work for him, but smoking weed helped him. So, like, in the mornings, he would be so annoying, and I'd be like, Dan, I don't want to talk to you until you go smoke a fucking bowl. Go take your meds. Go take your fucking medicine, and then he would be fine, but it, like, wasn't, he wasn't, like... Except for he got into this one little phase where he's like, I'm going to sell edibles. And then he would make us edibles and they never left the house and we were just eat them <laughs> all the time. But yeah. Yeah. I, well, that's most of my friends, though, I think. On. Yeah. I feel like everyone I know smokes a lot of pot, but I would never mm-hmm. know it if I weren't friends with them. Yes. Because they're not wearing, like, the leaf T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you putting up 420 shows? You're an adult. <laughs> the last 420 show I did... It used to be. I drank weed soda, ate something, and then a friend had a little vape pen, and I took too many hits and was like, wow, this, I don't know how people are outside of their homes when they're like this. I don't either. I need to go home. I I can't. That's also, I mean, that's a lot. Like It was a lot. I think every time I've tried to smoke pot, I guess it's not trying after like the first time, but like every time I've smoked pot, I've probably done a little too much because I have to do the edibles. Mm-hmm. I, the smoke is like makes me nauseous and then what's the point? Mm-hmm. And I think I always do the like, I'm waiting, nothing's happening, I better have another gummy bear and then suddenly I'm like, oh no, <laughs> the other one hasn't even hit yet. <laughs> I was, this is when I was living in New York. It was my birthday. Me and my friend Keisha Zoller have the same birthday and her friend had made her little pot cookies, like teeny tiny little Little Chips Ahoy like cookies. And she was like, have one. I said, okay. I did the same thing. I waited like 20 minutes and was like, this isn't working. And she's like, you're more than welcome to having another one. So I ate another one. Waited five minutes. I was like, this isn't working. <laughs> she was like, I would wait longer. And I was like, no. And I ate a third one. Oh, dear. And then we went to McManus. And I was talking to a friend. And then I noticed she was talking. And I was just nodding my head to the <laughs> side. Not even in agreement, but just like bouncing my head to music that maybe wasn't playing. And then she was like, are you okay? And I was like, you know what? I don't think so. And I was like, I'll order a drink. So Were then you I ordered enjoying a drink. yourself in your head at all? Or like a little, but I also truly was like, I don't think there's a thought in here. Yeah. Because I was just moving my head. <laughs> so I ordered another drink, tried to drink and was like, oh, I'm fully out of my mind. I got to go home. And I got in a cab and was kind of scared of the cab driver because I was like, he's going to know where I live. And I was like, that's what a cab does. (laughs) (laughs) Just fully out of my mind. I love the idea of getting in a cab and being like, I can't tell you where I live. I can't tell you. (laughs) I can't do it. I won't do it. You're just going to have to guess where to drop me off. Yeah. And if you know, I'm very suspicious. I do that sometimes in lifts. I'll give the address of the house next door, 
But then I'll be like, oh, my house is this one. And I'm like, why did you? <laughs> Who cares? I remembered to do that one time. And it was after I had one scary driver who, like, didn't come back and murder me. So I was like, I guess he's the scariest, so I'm probably (laughs) fine. (laughs) Um, My friend, I don't know. Do you know Sashir? I don't think we've actually ever met, but I know of her. her. She a real treat, but she had a run of bad Uber drivers. So she left my house and then called me and was like, the driver was standing outside the car. And I was like, what? I was like, that's when you come back in and you tell him, oh, I forgot something. I'm just going to call a different lift. And she was like, I, I didn't really think anything of it till we got to my house and I tried to get out. And he goes, oh, I have to get out and let you out. He locked her oh in the my car. God. And then another time she was leaving my house, the driver again was outside the door. What? And she like popped back in. She was like, he's outside. And I was like, cancel it. She's like, I don't know. He looks fine. I was like, okay. And then he drove on the wrong side of the street. And I was like, you can't, like the next time someone is outside of their car, that means they are outside of their mind. Is this here in New York? Here. I mean, not that it matters, but it's like all hor- It is such a funny thing that we've decided that anyone who like really can't seem to get any other job is going to drive me. Like that's not the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one's really doing it when like I feel like cab drivers can really make a career out of it. Like that was a whole thing. Like they would eventually buy their own cab. Like it was mm-hmm. a whole like le- there's a level to that career. I mean, yes. granted they were still murdering women, but anyone can be a murderer, but, I guess. Yeah, but like a cab driver, I feel like is more vetted than a Lyft driver or Uber driver. Yeah. Oh my god. So I was in Miami last week and I guess my newsfeed curates it to where I am in the world, which is an insane thing. But I kept getting all these like Miami stories. And there was a story about this Uber driver who had raped a couple women. And then in his statement was like, well, that's one of the perks of being a driver. And I was like, oh, that was his defense. God. Yeah. Yeah. And he wasn't remorseful about it. Yeah. I read it as we were in a lift. And (laughs) I was truly like, what are we all doing? We're all just signing up to be murdered. And that was that was the whole thing with Uber for a while, right? Was there yes. was so many rapes. Mm-hmm. And then and then didn't the guy didn't the owner of Uber like threaten to murder the kids of a of a reporter who was gonna tell the story, but he accidentally said this on record. So it Oh was no, I did not hear about that. I mean the likelihood is I have forty percent of this wrong is usually my <laughs> but I think it was something bad along those lines. Oh well if Aaron got it wrong, tweet at us. <laughs> yeah, but uh, tweet, uh, tweet at me. I want to read it. <laughs> yeah, we want to know when we're wrong. Um, I have most of my at replies blocked, but I'll try and see them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, I put on the privacy settings so that I can't see a reply from anyone who doesn't follow me. Okay. And I can't see one that has uh, curse words, which at first I was like, I mean, I can if if I follow the person. Okay. Um, or uh, but yeah, I because I was getting a lot of the like. Die, fucking cunt. Ah. So I was like, I don't probably need to see I these. I don't need to yeah. see that. <laughs> the end of a long uh, day. <laughs> people on Twitter and just the internet in general are very mean sometimes. I mean, I tell, and I get sucked in was part of it. Like if it mm-hmm. was, I, I wouldn't reply to the, something like that, but I would, I would, I'd be like, I'm going to I'm going to explain the world to this guy uh-huh. and it's n- I've never it had a good experience doing never that. Never happens. Never. I had a dude so I went to Miami <laughs> and <laughs> I was in a bikini for most of the time. Oh congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. I bought this gold lame bikini. I mean, I saw it. It's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I love it. It's the dumbest bikini I own. And I posted it on Twitter. I was like, Twitter needs to see this. And then this man was like, I need to unsee this. Why won't you sink like the Titanic? And I was like, Jesus. Well, I guess I'll retweet you since you needed me to see that you hate my body. And then he like deleted the tweet. And I was like, well, thank God I screen capped this. Oh, I always screen capped. I was traveling. I was in Tampa at the time. I had nothing to do. So then I like reposted his the screenshot and was like, I think you accidentally got rid of this. (laughs) I hope you see my body again and get sad. I I have done similar things and had the guy like beg me to take them down. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, you fucking put it out there publicly. I mean, and I did because I at that point I was like, I don't mm-hmm. want to deal with this. But it's so funny to be like, you just wrote this to me on a public forum. You've never yes. met me. And you're not yes. okay with other people seeing it? 
I'm very confused. I feel like some people think the internet is private. Well, I mean, let's just talk about Facebook groups for a sec because the <sighs> advice being asked in those, I can't. I, I'm like, I want to write to some of these women and be like. This is a group of 10,000. Have you ever looked at the top number? <laughs> and then they'll be like, there was a leak. Someone found out. And it's like, a leak? There, there was, was never, it's just 10, an ocean. People. You're literally in an ocean. Yeah, you're just like screaming into a crowded place I, with people who have ears and eyes yeah. can read and see. I gave up Facebook about, well, I have like a fan page that I'll post shows on uh, to be like, please come. But I just, I can't get behind just, I don't know. Facebook just seems more toxic than Instagram. Oh, for Twitter? sure. Well, Twitter's bad, but I get my news from Twitter because um, the internet's just very fast. It's very quick. But Facebook is a, it's like another monster where there is no limit to how much you can write. And you think that everybody wants to read all these thoughts you have. And then everybody from high school has a child or is married, and I I start to feel bad about myself because I'm yeah. like, oh, I guess I've put other things ahead of finding a loved one. <laughs> I mean, you have a whole podcast about it, so don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah, you know, just trying really to out there. explore and figure it the fuck out. Do you date at all or no? I sometimes have dated. I, I very rarely date, I, but I, I do. Just, How do you find people if you're not on the apps? Oh, God. I mean, I don't look. I'm not looking. So okay. I think that's a big part of it. And and not for any reason other than I – oh, God, I just hate dating. I It's it's awful. Hard. And I don't even enjoy being in relationships. Like, I've, I've never enjoyed myself in a relationship with the exception of, like, my very first boyfriend when I was 18 years old. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um – if it's not too personal, what don't you enjoy about relationships? Oh, my gosh. Let's start. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's so much. I Well, number one, it's who I pick. I okay. don't know what happened to me at some point, but I started going, I think I'll just choose losers. Okay. And then – because there's like no commitment there. You're like, this will just be who who cares. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the more impressive one, and this is this can be. I can lead him around for a couple dates, and then I'll weirdly be like, but maybe it would be fun to hang out for longer. Mm-hmm. And then I do, and then I get a little attached. But then I'm going, why isn't he? Why isn't he able to meet me at, at my level? Why isn't he uh, not equal to me? It's never been good. I went on I went on three good dates with one person like last year, and that just didn't work out because it didn't work out. But mm-hmm. yeah. It just gives me so I just get I feel like the feeling I have in a relationship is I always have anxiety and I'm not really myself. It's almost like being high, honestly. Like when mm-hmm. I get stoned, I'm like, God, I miss my brain. I really miss me. And like every time I've gotten out of a relationship, even if it's sad, I'm like, oh, I'm back. This is ah. great. And like I don't think I've met the person where I can figure out how to have both. <laughs> mm-hmm. I meeting new people is draining. I had a date last week that I canceled because he was like kind of waffling. He's like, oh, I have to work late. So can we meet up a little later? And I was like, okay. He's like, let's meet downtown. I was like, ugh. But then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to call it. I don't feel like having a conversation with somebody I don't already have a common ground with. Yeah. Because then you're just like. Tell me about your life. And then they say something utterly boring. And then you're like, I guess I say something boring now. And then you have to be like, do we have chemistry? Oh, no. Maybe we try again next week. Uh, and then even if you do, you try for a while and then you're like, I'm maybe 80% happy or 70%. This doesn't seem great. Like, yes. It, it, it's just so much. This is I get very envious of people who fall in love with their best friends, who are friends I mean, for years and don't have to negotiate that part yes, of it. Yes, that would be nice, and I have no idea how that happens. Yeah, I've never had that happen. All my male friends are gay. Um, <laughs> but I had lunch with a friend who, I was like, how did you meet your husband? And he was like, we were friends first, and then we became roommates, and then I was like, I think I'm in love with you, and then we fell in love. And I was like, well, that's not going to happen for me. Yeah. All right, I have to figure out something different. Yeah, I'm very envious of people who who seem to just, like, find a match. Like, serial monogamists. I'm like, how? How do you keep tricking these people into being in relationships with you? And how do they have the stamina? Like, I do have... I don't know. I have friends who I feel like 
it was just what they really wanted was to fall in love. And they, I mean, they'd pick themselves up so fast after mm-hmm. being brokenhearted and being in another relationship. And I was like, I'm still tired and sad for you. Like, how are you yes. dating someone again? And like telling me you're in love with them where I'm like, wait, with who? Oh, right. With the, oh, with really? With the new guy? guy? Oh, yeah. But then they did end up in relationships. How mm-hmm. you can never look inside, how happy they truly are. I don't know. But it's like. But from the outside, I completely understand. Like, it might not be good on the inside, but like you figured out how to get inside or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you figured out how to get in the relationship house. And I keep driving around relationship cul-de-sacs and just going back out where I came in. I hear that same, same except uh, you come back out a little older, just a little older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what to do at this point because I have been like throwing myself into dating and I've been dating lots and lots of people and I just, I'm just getting tired. And, I was and you're dating this to my, men and women, right? Yes. Okay. And it's been confusing a little bit because I've been dating both at the same time. Yeah. And the and women you keep I've forgetting met, which is which. Hmm? That's the confusing part. You keep forgetting which yeah, is Yeah, I'm which. like, which is the woman and which is the man? Penis, I don't vagina. know anymore. Pull down your pants so I can see. <laughs> or audibly tell me how you identify. <laughs> um but it's uh, it's weird because I guess with women, I'm the more masculine one. And with men, I'm the more feminine one. So it's just been like a very tough thing to navigate. And then I had someone, a lady, ask me if I talked about her on the podcast. And then she gave me the timestamp of when she thought I mentioned her. And I had to say, no, my friend, I was not talking about you. But... Now I am talking about you, so you don't have to ask me. <laughs> because it's you. Was she hoping it was her? Like, was she? I don't know. It yeah. was a very weird conversation. Um, where she asked, and then I said no, and then she was like, "I'm embarrassed." And I was like, don't be embarrassed. I do change pronouns sometimes, or I say them or they and don't gender them. So you don't know. Because yeah. I, I honestly don't know who. I knew she listened to it, but I don't know who else listens to it. I yeah. assume. I think she's the only one. I don't know. But then, yeah, I've been also toying with. I'm like, I shouldn't talk about people I'm currently dating on the podcast. But then I'm like, how long do I have to wait? And then are, are things ever truly over? Because I just had a Bumble man who ghosted me, uh, message me again. It's all very weird. I really am so curious about these apps. Like, because I will say this. I, when, you know, what, do you, are you on that Marco Polo app for videoing? Yes. His, this is how I feel when I listen to your podcast. I have, I'm like counting the things I want to respond to. Mm-hmm. But at this point, it's been years. So now I have like a <laughs> nine million things I want to talk about. And I've forgotten them all. So it's, it is exactly it's okay. like Marco Polo where it's my turn and I'm like, um, I have nothing to say to you. But I am so like, I just want to know. I want to. I do want to see your profile when we go to that yes, part yes, of it, yes. because I just am very curious as to like how from the outside. Because when I'm hearing you talk about it, sometimes I'm like, as a suspicious person myself, mm-hmm. I think I would go into apps like like looking for crazy people. So if anything like flew up, I'd be like. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're trying to tell me something bigger about themselves with that or like this. Like I like I'm just saying if I saw someone with a big dildo, I'd be like, are they trying to tell me they want to do that to me? And I'm scared. I have it because I think it's silly. No, I think it's silly, too. But this is what I'm saying. Is yes. I don't know that I would know that about a stranger. Yes. Because I would if I would assume that if I saw it on Facebook with a million people, I'd be like, haha, that's a funny picture. That's mm-hmm. great. If I'm in like, maybe I'll meet this person in life. I think my little receptors mm-hmm. are like really out for what might be bad for me. But that's not a great way to live life. Yes. But also, <laughs> I think it's good to be cautious because I've gone out with men specifically who had like a questionable thing on their profile. And then later I'm like, that was a clue that you are bad. Yeah. Like I went out with this dude who wasn't, he wasn't, he was like kind of cute in his pictures. And I was like, okay, he could go either way in person. 
I either will not be attracted to him or I will be very attracted to him because he was a ginger with a beard. And I feel like gingers for me go either way. And we met up and I was like, ah, yes, not attractive to me. And then he was in a polyamorous relationship. That's no, an open Poly- relationship. What? Is, wait, which is polyamorous? Is that like you love everyone? <laughs> no, that's pansexual. Okay. But he, maybe it was just an open relationship okay. where he was married and the marriage was open. And I was like, the whole time I kept thinking, why? Why do you get to be, why do you get to date a bunch and have a wife? You're not cute. <laughs> I hate you. And then he was so boring. Then he made me meet him in like Woodland Hills. Woodland Hills? Yes. It was so far away for just like a burger. That's like, insane. Ugh. Is that where he lived? Uh, he lived somewhere in the valley. What? I think he worked in Woodland Hills and was like, just meet me after work. Good grief. And I was like, this is now work for me. Drive part way, dude. At least do like Studio City. You know? I yes, mean, that would on. be nice. Although I do have a sex date tonight in Woodland Hills. A sex date? Wait, yes. what is that? So I got a little horny, and then I went on <laughs> Tinder, and then I was swiping, specifically not reading, just like looking at one or two pictures, being like, can I have sex with this person? Are they attractive to me? Found one, he hit me up, he kept texting, and then I was like, do you want to just meet up? And he was like, yes, great. Here, and I was like, give me your address. And then he was like, yeah, tell me some sexy things. And I was like, no, let's just have sex. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I was willing to do a little, but no, He's okay, like, great, you know, great. I was like, I don't want to sext. What, what's the sense in sex? I don't know you. Yeah, what are you going to picture? What, yeah, I can't He's picture He's like, do you picture my cock? And you're like, no, no because I, I haven't never seen, seen it. it. <laughs> and I don't want to see a picture of it because what's that going to do? Also, no man is good at photographing his dick. Like, is that part no. of the problem? It's like, I don't want to see it in the first place, but also your photography skills are lacking. Terrible. They're bad. I feel like men are just bad in general at taking pictures. Oh, I thought you were just going to say in general. And I was like, me, I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> I do say on stage now, I'm like, men are. Trash, but I do want a boyfriend. It's a very hard place to be. It's very true because I I get so angry with men, but then I'm like, but I want one long term. I do think that's part of the dating thing for me, though. Is like I I go in going, all right, you're gonna have to exist at a certain level of denial if you want to make this work because mm-hmm. you know you won't get the depth you do from your female friendships. You know it's not gonna be as yeah. fulfilling. You can't go to him for everything. He's not gonna under. You're gonna have to explain his feelings in mm-hmm. yours, and like at that point, it's. I think that's when I'm like, one of me is in the date, and then the other me is looking at me going, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> like, yeah, I guess relationships are truly adding another layer of work to your life. Especially with men. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I haven't been in a relationship with a woman, so I don't know. But I've been in relationships mm-hmm. with all my girlfriends, and yeah, that's I've a joy. Yeah, I've never been in a sexual relationship with a woman, or like a long Like a romantic, one. right. Yeah. Uh, but the sexual ones I've had have been good. They've been better. It's easier to talk. Yeah. Uh, but then sometimes I find myself being withholding and I'm like, ah, is this how, is that what men walk around being like, I can't tell you all my feelings? (laughs) I don't know. Ooh, we have to take a break. Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving, and I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. 
Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to uh, Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. (laughs) What a treat. (laughs) Oh, I feel rested. Yes, yes, yes. Just a break from talking. Um, What's the worst date you've ever been on? Um... You know, I think I have had worse relationships than dates. Okay. I think probably the worst relationship I was in, I was with a guy who I knew on the first date that I didn't really like him. Mm -hmm. But... And we just didn't – we didn't have much to talk about. But I hadn't dated anyone in truly years. I mean, this is how far mm-hmm. I go between dates. And uh, a lot of my friends were like, oh, he's so nice. Like, oh, my gosh, you guys went on a date. That's so great. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but I really was like, oh, like, cool. This is like a person people like. And I somehow just sort of tumbled into it. And he wasn't not – I was correct. He was not likable. He mm-hmm. was, like, kind of mean oh, and no. sexually bad and, Ugh. like – Lied. I, like he really was and I and I stayed in it for like nine or ten months, but he was a true nightmare. Ugh, that sucks. It sucks when you're like, I think this person might be bad, and then everyone around you is like, they're great and they're nice and they're kind. I lie to myself all the time. I have been on a couple of dates where the first date I was like, Well, that person was nice to talk to. I don't think I'm sexually attracted to them. I don't think they're sexually attracted to me. But they were nice, and I love them. And I'm going to go out with them again, and I'm going to marry them. Uh, I went on, like, 
six or seven dates with this one dude who I was like, you are not attracted to me. And I'm attracted to your face and not your personality and and your body. But like, that's about it. Right. I don't, like the thought of you inside me, it makes me upset. <laughs> Wait, so you were attracted to his face and body, but not, you didn't want to have sex with them? No, yeah. not in the slightest. Yeah. Now his personality must have been pro- real bad. <laughs> I, he, he thought he was really funny. Yeah. And would say things that he thought were funny. And then I would be like, okay, ha ha ha. And then like, I would say something that was infinitely funnier. And then he wouldn't laugh at my jokes. And I was like, oh, Ugh. this is a joke competition between someone who doesn't do comedy. You're like dating someone, someone who does comedy. Yeah. It's like going on a date with someone who would at reply you on Twitter. Yes. Who, who would be like, oh, my gosh, you just said something funny and I want to tell you why. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ugh. And then he just loved to explain things to me. And I know that sometimes I may sound real dumb. Sometimes I am real dumb. The other day I looked at a menu and I was like, what's a What's a blow drink? And the person I was with was like, that says bowl. <laughs> I was like, maybe I'm dyslexic. <laughs> I will say a bowl drink would throw me as well. It comes in a bowl. Yeah, I guess it did come in a bowl. I don't know. I didn't inquire further. Then I was driving with a friend and there was a curve and I was like, the speed limit for this curve is 53? What a weird number. And she was like, 35? And I was like, uh-huh, okay. Oh, do you do you do that with just numbers? Or just No, uh, I did it with Oh, because you did it with bull. You just said that. I do it with numbers, and I used to deliver pizza when I was like oh. 18, 19 years old. And I could not, for the life of me, remember a number for more than five seconds. And so I would look at the address, and mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, it's 53718. And I'd look up and I'd be like, okay, I'm looking for 53817. And I would I would be like, where is it? Uh, it doesn't exist. And I would finally look down and be like, oh, okay, it's 718. And like immediately I'd look up and mm-hmm. be looking for 817. I mean, this happened every fucking delivery. Oof. I was like, I just, I don't look at numbers and then have, have them in ADD? my head. Do you have No. Oh, I, I do. And I don't do that with words. Just numbers. Just numbers. Numbers are hard for me to remember because they're just so arbitrary. What's they're a two? just random. What's a four? Change it up, probably the same. What's a six? <laughs> what are they? <laughs> <laughs> and some people think of numbers in colors. Have you heard of this? Um, no. It's like an actual, I, it has a name and I, I don't, who cares what it is, but it, some people, and they just learn this innately, mm-hmm. they associate every number with a color and they're generally really good with numbers because it's so clear to them. Like they would, for them, it's like reading where the colors make sense in a row. Oh. And it's different for everybody. Like it's not like, oh, everyone sees seven as peach. Interesting. Yeah. My friend Mateo can hear color. Really? No. See color? Hear color. When he listens to music, or he can't talk to, he can't listen to talk radio because he like sees color when they're talking. He sees color like in front of his eyes and to the point that he I can't. Think so, yeah. Wow. He always turn the radio down when we're in the car because he's like, ugh, my head. I mean, I, I have a similar thing where if music is just even a slightly too loud, I cannot hear the conversation. Like, ah. like the two things, I have to have music pretty low if I'm going to be talking mm-hmm. to people. I was in a lift and the guy was blasting a very boring podcast and it was like a boring comedy podcast and I was like, ugh, I want to die because it was just like, and then he's like kind of swerving and I was like, this is my own personal hell, listening to someone talk about wrestling and being funny about it with this like man driving very poorly with all his windows up and no air on. Oh, God. And then at one point he turned around he's like, did you fart? And I was like, what? No. He asked you if you <laughs> farted? Yes. And I was like... Which is like such an admission on his part. Yes. Only so two people could have done I it. I said, I think you farted. <laughs> and he said, no, I didn't fart. And then we talked about farting for 30 more seconds as this comedy podcast is droning on and on. And then we got to my house and I got out and I was like, have a good night with your farts. And he was like, no, you farted. <laughs> God Then I rated him two stars and said, when stop talking about farts. That's insane. Like that person shouldn't be driving humans. No, a lot of people in these ride shares shouldn't be driving people. Should not be driving people. I got into one lift at the airport and she was... 
I like saw the car. I was walking towards her from behind the car. And then I knocked on the window so she because she looked like she was driving away. And she was like turned around very scared. And then I opened the door and I was like, hi, Nicole. And she was like, yes. And I was like, okay, thanks. I was like, actually, can you just like uh, at LAX, you can cut through. So it's like terminal one, two, and then you can turn to get to six and then leave right. the airport. And I was like, can you just like make that turn? She's like, nope, that's three lanes of traffic and I'm not doing that. And I was like, it would just be easier. And she's like, do you want to get out of this car? You have a bad attitude. And I was like, I oh my God, you. And I was like, no, fine. However you would like to drive is fine. I don't want to wait for another lift. How and old was she? Because she seems like she's like a mom. <laughs> she was older. She was an older lady. That's, that's That tone is like yes. a tone that I feel like I heard when I was like seven from other people's moms. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, God, I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like a tone from my mother, Nicole Michelle. Oh, my God, what have I done? She was the worst. Have you ever dated comedy people? Yeah. Was that good or bad? Well, one was the nightmare. Ah. Uh, I guess in the last few years, that's all I've dated because that's all I've really met. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they've been, I mean, you heard what I said. They're all pretty, they've all been pretty not great. I, um, and not like they were so terrible. I don't think it's because they're comedy people, honestly. I do mm-hmm. think it's my predilection to losers. But the, <laughs> the person I, uh, <laughs> listen. <laughs> they probably don't listen to this, right? Uh, but these are these aren't men who want to hear of dating stories. I like, don't think. Uh, I think the mo- <laughs> most people who listen to this seem to be women and gay men, well, which seems to be my whole fan base. Great, or straight men whose girlfriends have dragged them to a show, and then they wait after the show to to tell me. When I was in Raleigh, North Carolina, this straight man who was with his girlfriend was like, "Hey, I just need you to know." I had no idea who you were before tonight. What's the show she was on? Girl Time? His girlfriend was like, Girl Code. He was like, Girls Talk. I never seen Girls Talk. And I was like, why isn't he listening? And then he was like, and I'd never heard of Nailed Them. And I was like, Nailed It? He was like, never heard of it. But you are funny. I was like, I don't know why this man needed me to know so much that he didn't know who I was and is going to butcher the names of the shows I've been on just to tell me that he thought I was funny. I was like, I feel like you're trying to beat me down to lift me up. And I was like, run, girl, run. He's I mean, bad. Either that or he was so dumb that he was like, it's a compliment because like, I usually only like celebrities. And I didn't even know you were one. <laughs> I didn't man. even know you were a person that people liked. Yeah. And that's what straight men love to say to me. Or they like to whisper <sighs> things in my ear like, I'll eat your pizza. <laughs> Wait, what? I have a joke about pizza that is not sexual, but then the, I guess it's the thing they remember the most, so then they'll make it sexual. And I'm like, this is very confusing to me. And they're usually with a girlfriend. Men are trash, but mm. I want a boyfriend. Men are What were you saying? Trash. I rudely interrupted you. Uh, oh, I was going to say the last person that I told you that was like a good three dates was a comedy person. Mm-hmm. That was good. I'm. I guess the first one I, the first comedy person I dated, I was in 101. I never hooked up with anybody in any of my improv classes because my 101 was a lot of, like a couple stand-ups who thought they were so funny, and then college kids because it was during the summer, and I was slightly older. I was 21, so they were like 18, 19. So I was like, you know, 21 is older than 18, 19. I was like, I count with these children, and then my 201 class, everybody was like. 45 or older. Oh, wow. Everyone was super old. And then And this my, was New York, right? Yeah, in New yeah. York. And then my 301, I don't remember my 301, but I remember my 401 class because it was filled with garbage people. And only like six people came to our grad show. So we just <laughs> performed twice. And like nobody showed up to class. It was one of the worst classes I'd ever been in. Yeah. Uh yeah, I never made out with anybody in classes. Um, performers, of course. <laughs> I mean, we all had to make out with someone on a Herald team when we weren't on a Herald team. You had it's to. part of the fun. That's how you get on a Herald team. That's how team. you get on one. How else have I known how to be on a Herald team if I didn't make out with yeah, a Herald member? You have to make out with them so they know you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> I got vetted. I've made out with one of your people. And now Come I want to be on your team. Let me in. They did. I put them on on my resume. Uh, Improv is such a funny thing where it was fully and utterly my life for a solid five, six years. Oh, my God. I used to go to the Facebook show every week for like a full year. And Harold Knight, 
I would go. I was always at Harold Knight, whether my team was up or not. Uh, And then Harold Knight in New York. Here, it's... So if you don't know, Harold Knight is the house improv teams at UCB, the Bright Citizens Brigade Theater. Um, So Harold Knight here is four teams. Two shows, four teams. Uh, Per night, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In New York, it is five teams, one show. And... The way they did it in New York was way more competitive than out here. So the anchor spot was the fourth spot. And that meant you were the best team and you performed every Tuesday of the month. Oh, The fifth slot was the worst team. And you only got two slots or one slot a month. And you would be so sad when you were that fifth slot because then everyone would leave after the fourth slot because they, everyone wanted you to know that you were the bad team. <laughs> so you'd like perform to like a sparse crowd. Wow. And my first couple months on Herald Night, we were always in that fifth slot. And we were like, we got to get out. We got to get that anchor spot. Then I was on a team where we had the anchor spot for a little bit. And I was like, yeah, baby. Yeah. Improv is such a... A weird thing that's not tangible, and neither is the feeling you get when people admire you for making shit up on stage. It really, it really is. Like I can't, I, I still can't believe how much fun I'll just have in a show now. Like, yes. I mean, I, and I would say I have way more fun now than I used to because I used to get way more of an adrenaline rush, so mm-hmm. that was part of the fun. But there was also like an unknown of like. Yes. Of like, I hope I have a good show, you know. I hope my team doesn't get broken up. <laughs> yeah. And like, I hope people come. And being good was so important, mm-hmm. you know. And now I think it's much more like, oh, my God, we're adults. And we get to just go say shit mm-hmm. to each other and try to fuck with each other and make each other laugh. Like, that part is, and we get to do it for an audience. Mm-hmm. It's so, yeah. And your show is so fun because it's like a little round table. And then improv off of it. I mean, and that I round like top, we loved having you. Thank you. That it was, was so much fun. fun. It was a real treat. It really is just like getting, t- it's how we hang out, except obviously we have to slightly taper the topics, mm-hmm. but really not by much. No, no. It got pretty wild, if I remember correctly. I have it no memory fun. for anything. <laughs> I, I'll, I, be, I'll be like, that was a fun one. Don't know what we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> it was very fun. I remember nothing from it. Okay, Aaron, I want you to go through my, let's have you go through my hinge because that's what I've been using more than Tinder right now. Okay. Okay. Let's find the hinge. Oh, I match with this man who has all of the teeth on Hinge. Or he liked me, and I was like, I can't like you back. You have too many teeth. Like sharks? Like like it looked like there were rows and rows of them? I think he had fake teeth, and they were like brand new fake teeth because they are so white. This is my fear with getting any work done. It's like you want to get a little thing done, but then I feel like that's all people see. Well, yes. But you have to get it done well to the point where the doctor's like, I'm not going to make them look brand spanking new. Right. But I'm just going to improve what you have. Yeah, like a toddler, not like a new. Yes. Not like just that fresh tooth. Before I let you look at it, okay. I want to tell you about this man who, so on Hinge, it's pictures, and then you don't have, um, there's not a space for you, like an about me space. You just answer questions. And then the person can like a picture or like a question, and then they have an option of writing something to you to be like, why Why do you like uh, tomatoes? I don't know. If you're like, my favorite thing is a tomato. So I have a picture of me squatting next to a Barbie Jeep. And he wrote, they see me rolling. They see me hating, patrolling, and trying to catch me riding dirty. So I said, I'm glad you still like Little Chingy. But then I realized, that's not Little Chingy. That's a different song. <laughs> then I said, I got my 2000s rappers confused. It's Chamillionaire. And then... He never responded. He never replied after he made, like, I feel like he made a good effort with that first comment. Right? Yeah. And then I made a good effort by responding and then realizing I was wrong. And I'm like, I'm telling you that I can I can admit when I'm wrong. Yeah, I find that very charming, honestly, in any person when they when they don't care that they made a mistake. In fact, think it's funny. Yes. And then he nothing. Uh, How long ago is this? This was like three days ago. This is what I don't or maybe a week ago. understand with these apps is like, because I've heard you say that so often like it's timing or you're busy. Like, is yeah. it possible he just hasn't signed on or can you see that? Um, I don't think I can see it. This Barbie Jeep photo is absolutely adorable. Thank you. Um, I really also love that you showcase the wigs. You know what's funny is now I'm seeing the picture with the dildo. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with it. 
I <laughs> I hadn't seen the one that we were talking about, and to me, it's so big that there's no that there's no possible there's, way. I was not picturing it. It's like your height in the picture. Yes, essentially, because it's a. And I think <laughs> if I wanted to be like, I use this. I think I would write. I use this. Yeah, and you're standing also in front of what looks like some sort of comic book post. Like, yes. it looks like you're at an event. No, I'm... Yes. Nicole, I take it all back. Erin, thank you. Um, I love climbing the bookcase. You look amazing in the bodysuit, first of thank all. Thank you. Gotta show that body. Also, do you have the Wave Runner picture of you in the gold bikini on here anywhere? No. That's, that's Should like, I put it on there? I couldn't believe... I wanted that poster in my room. <laughs> like, to me, I was like, this is a show from the 80s. Oh, like, thank you. You're Miami Vice, but just you. I'll tell you something. I love, I love a wave runner, a jet ski, whatever you want to call them. I love them. We were supposed to go see dolphins, but we didn't see not one dolphin. Not, not a, well, if I were a dolphin, I wouldn't come near that thing. So. Me either. Also, I was like, are there dolphins in Miami? I would think, I mean, listen, I certainly have no facts here, but it feels like there would be. Fair. I would think there wouldn't be. They're probably there raping all the tourists. Oh, no. Dolphins do. Dolphins are rapists. Yes, they're not very nice. Um, I'm so curious. So, like, literally the only thing people can see about you is this fact that you don't know song lyrics? Mm-hmm. That's it? Mm-hmm. Well, Here. that and I said my childhood crush is Captain Picard. Wait, where's that? You gotta scroll. Keep scrolling. Bus driver, a mechanic. Yeah, that's what I wanted to be when I grew oh, up. Oh, I, I didn't read the childhood crush part. I, okay, I got it. Um, this is interesting. So, like, I, I don't. I, I would. I would swipe yes on this or whatever you do on Hinge so quickly mm-hmm. because to me, every single one of these is sincere but also funny. Like, like none of them are uh, insane. What do I want to? What do I wanted to be when I grew up? A bus driver or a mechanic? That's cute. Captain Picard. I I loved that bald-headed man. So is Hinge then, like, for relationships more than hooking up, or? It seems as if it, I think, okay, I think Tinder seems to be just for hooking up. Yeah. Maybe you'll find a relationship. Bumble seems like it was for relationships, and now it's a little bit more hook-up-y, because I've had two dudes be like, Let's fuck. And I'm like, all right. Um, and then Coffee Meets Bagels, the worst app in the world. Yeah, I've heard you say that. It sounds, I mean, just awful. It also sounds like an app that I sending me emails. They keep saying, this is the best app for men. And I'm like, this is a lady. Um, <laughs> stop telling me that men are having a great time on it. I am not. I don't want to get more beans. So then I'm also on, and then Raya seems to be, in my experience, like a networking site. It doesn't seem as if anybody is interested in a relationship. I just also feel like it's so exclusionary, if that's a word. Exclusive. It's exclusive. That's the word I wanted. I like exclusionary. It just kind of feels like I don't know that I'd want to date someone to whom it was important to have gotten on Raya. Mm. Like... Because it feels like it's very much like, are you somebody? Are you an influencer? Mm-hmm. I've heard you say, too, that it's racist. I've never been on it, but I, I obviously believe you. Um, in a way, I get it. I, I I understand that, like, once you are well-known, and I think you've run into this problem, you don't want to date fans. Mm-hmm. So I get it for that purpose. Like, you want to at least get people out of there who are like, oh, my God, <laughs> you're on TV. You're cool. And then mm-hmm. that's the end of the conversation. It is a. It happens a lot. Yeah. And- I don't understand why people think that's the venue where I want to hear a compliment. I get it for that. What I I think with Hinge, the only thing I wish it had was like like a mission statement. I feel yes. like I want you to be able to say cuz I feel like I've heard you say this on the day on on this podcast so many times. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've heard you say that it was like part of your uh profile for any of these. Is that you've really said, "Listen, like I I love sex. I like I love dicks. Like it's mm-hmm. all great, but like I also just would love to be in something with somebody and like fall in love with them. I'm like, why can't you just write that exact thing? Like, I would love it. And I would love to just tell someone I connect with that, like, can we just lock this up, please? But I feel like that would scare somebody away. But then is that someone who you would ever work out with anyway? That's what Mary, my therapist, said. She says, you don't (laughs) say what you're feeling. You're just prolonging the inevitable. I mean, I truly feel like it's why I've dated who I've dated because I'm so scared of like, offering myself that I'm like I'll go down here and then I'm like why don't they want me it's like yeah because you're picking from a bad fucking pool yeah 
I don't know, man. I just, when you said that once, I was like, God, that's so clear and great. And I'm sure you'd get lots of men who are like, no thanks, which would be good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it would just narrow the pool down to only people who are seriously looking for a relationship. And I feel like there's a way to phrase it that's not like, and I want to fall in love with you this mm-hmm. week. Right? Because it's... Yeah, because it's like, I don't... I'm it's not, more like you're open to it. Yes. Yeah. But then also I'm very curious. I don't even know. Well, how many dates does it take before you're like, how do you know when someone isn't dating someone anymore? Like, everyone's dating a bunch of people on apps. But how do you know when they stop dating someone and they're only dating you? Is that a conversation you have to have? Well, so this is a conversation that I have. And I granted, it didn't work once because the guy continued to date people. But I won't date someone if they're dating other people. It grosses oh. me out. And I, it's not a commitment thing. It's not because I'm like, I'm jealous and I need you to just be with me. Mm-hmm. It's that I'm like, you know what? If we have a night where we're going to kiss, I don't want to think that you kissed someone the night before who might have just been getting herpes and then you're going to give me herpes. Uh, like, I'm very germy. Uh-huh. No, not germy. I'm germophobic. I'm also probably germy because I'm a human. <laughs> um, but I don't like that. And I remember saying to, I think it was actually John Early that I was like, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I'm. I'm weird. I don't like to date people, you know, when when they're dating other people. And mm-hmm. he was like, honey, that's not weird. Like, that's totally fine. Just yeah. fucking go for that. Like, I don't think that's weird. Um, I just don't know how to, like, broach the topic. I feel like if someone asked you out or you were to ask someone out after, say, like, the first date, mm-hmm. that's when I – or maybe, I don't know, after the second date, let's say, even. That's when I might be like, hey – just an FYI, and I don't want you to think this is a commitment talk or a mm-hmm. relationship talk because it in no way is. And this is me. Don't talk like me. You'll mm-hmm, ne- it won't mm-hmm, work mm-hmm. out. Uh, <laughs> but I like this is a thing I don't enjoy. If that's mm-hmm. true for you, but it might not be true for you. Like I don't. I never think someone is dating other people, even though I know they are. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like. I just assume I'm like, I read somewhere that it was like, men are dating six different women at a time on apps. And I was like, that <sighs> makes me feel terrible. It doesn't surprise me at all. But it just seems exhausting. I'm like, these men don't have jobs. But um, yeah, like when I start to like somebody, I do want to be the only person yeah. that they're, you know, sleeping with or whatever. But then I also go out of town so much. So then I'm like, that's also a conversation that's like, I guess you can sleep with other people if, when I'm out of town. But, but then that's that, like a what very does that really have to do with thing. anything? I mean, to me, that's like, if you're into someone, you're into somebody. And like who you are is that you work a lot and you're going to be out of town sometimes. I don't think you should have to apologize for that by being like, I guess I, I should make this up for you to you by like, OK, you can fuck other people. It's like, mm-hmm. why? You're busy and successful. That's awesome. So they should fucking wait for you. Am I like a Mormon no, prude? I that was nice to hear. <laughs> but also, like, I don't want to fuck up your mojo because I'm gone a lot. What by mojo you mean just like, like if you're a sexual person who likes to fuck, I don't want to stand in the way of you having sex because I'm gone for months at a time or weeks at a time. My okay, my feeling is that if they just need to have sex that badly, then they should come visit you mm. or jerk off. Like, <laughs> jerking off is great, jerking off is. Wonderful. Jerking off. Have it your way. And I just learned that you can jerk off into an egg. (laughs) (laughs) That it's a sex toy. Wait, like a hard-boiled egg? No, like a sex egg. Oh, like a vagina. Like it feels like a vagina? What is... Tanga. It's called Tanga. And... I thought this was like that peach from that movie. A peach? Did you see the movie with a... It's called Call Me By Your Name. I did not see Call Me By Your Name because it started off too dang slow. Ah, well, he fucks a peach, so, I mean, you really got to wait for it. I mean, (laughs) but a peach. A peach is not that different from a hard-boiled egg, right? But a peach is small. Did he have a small little dick? Well, he was pretty young. Oh, boy. (laughs) I've never thought about fucking food. (laughs) That seems wild. And I know, like, a cucumber is a prime food to fuck. I is it? Like, I feel like I mean, at that point, we can all afford a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, 
You're right. When are you going to be, like, where are you in life that you're like, shoot, I don't have a dildo, but I do I have do a have zucchini. A like, dollar oh, no hotel is going to have a dollar to, to go get <laughs> me a zucchini to fuck. And I mean, boy, you'd really have to trim that. I mean, they have little stems. <laughs> like, I guess you'd have to put a condom on it. I guess you would. I was looking at this sex torso. Okay. Here's the thing. I don't like getting on top of men because you can see them. And I think eye contact is more intimate. I think it's very intimate to have eye contact during sex. So I don't do it. And You don't do it like even if you're in love with somebody? I've never been in love with anybody. And I've yeah. only done it with one person who I thought I was in love with. But they were a very bad, 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 bad man. Ugh, yeah. And I was with someone who was like, get on top. And I was like, no. And then later was like, well, maybe I should just get over it. So then I was like, well, let me find a sex doll to practice on. So then I... <laughs> to practice eye contact with a doll. <laughs> <laughs> so then I looked on Amazon. I Googled sex torso with penis. Found one on Amazon. But all the reviews were terrible. They were like... He doesn't look back at me off. when I look at him. <laughs> it... Poor eye contact. <laughs> Says nothing when I confess my sins. One of the reviews was, my wife used it nine times and the penis fell right off. <laughs> okay, can you fucking imagine like that urgent care visit? Yes. We were like, like, the penis is inside me and it broke off halfway. It just really broke off it's and like, I I can't. The one person was like, they were they handled the return very well. And I was like, you can return a sex torso? God damn, that makes me scared to order one because I'm like, has right? this been used? <laughs> Does this penis have like a crack that's been crazy going and back on? And then you have to like use a condom with this sex torso because you don't know where this torso has been. I mean, it's not really safe anywhere these days. No, not even with a doll. This is very, did you see, um, I'm sure you didn't because this movie's obscure even for its time, but did you see the movie Mumford by any chance? No. It is one of my favorite movies even though it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's, um... Uh, it's it's Jason Lee and whoever, whatever, a bunch of other actors whose names I forget. Uh, but this guy has never been in a relationship, but he's a billionaire, and mm-hmm. he invents these, like, absolutely realistic women to have sex with. But it's like, oh. normally I would find this creepy, but he's such, it's Jason Lee, and he's, like, such mm-hmm. a sweetheart in it that he's, like, <laughs> he's so, like, just doesn't know how to date and, like, mm-hmm. just really wants the intimacy. Like, this is reminding me of, like, it's just very sweet. Like I'm Mumford. I'm trying to create intimacy with a headless doll. Or wait, actually, this is much more like, what's that one movie with Ryan Gosling where he actually orders the whole oh, sex Lars doll? Oh, Lars and the Real Girl. I love that movie, too. It was a very good movie. You're Lars. I'm Lars and the Real Girl. Oh. But I did make a sex appointment for today to practice writing somebody. Are you going to make eye contact? I guess... It's an interesting thing, though, to practice when you think about it because it's like, do you – the intimacy is so different if you know it's a sex date than if you're into someone. Yes. So it's it's an – it's if you literally were like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm someone who has a hard time looking someone in the mm-hmm. eye, but you're clearly not. No, I can look you in the eye just like not during sex yeah. because I have a hard time separating sex from like uh, this is a bond. Yeah. Which my therapist was like, that's most women. Yeah, that's me. So I try to like make rules up in my head where I'm like, well, if I don't look at you, that means I can't fall in love with you. Everything to me is a movie. Now I'm like, oh, you're Julia Roberts. I never kiss on the lips. <laughs> it's too intimate. I mean, kissing is pretty intimate. It is. Um, but yeah, I'm going to ride that man today and practice. Also, I practiced on Marcy Giroux the other night. <laughs> you rode her and you made eye contact with I her? I said, Marcy, can I ride you? <laughs> Sure, Nicole, if that's something you really want to do. And did you guys look at each other in the eye? I did, and we giggled a bunch. I mean, I would laugh so hard doing that with a girlfriend. I can't even imagine. Like, But it was a very, I was like, oh, this is, I see why people like it. It's a powerful position. Yeah. I don't do it because I've caught my fucking iPhone phone open when I, my head is down like that, and it's a goddamn nightmare. I'm not going to let my skin fall off my skull in front of somebody. <laughs> I got to be on the bottom where my angle is good. <laughs> I mean, truly, I like doggy style. 
because I think it's civilized. You're doing you, I do me. And then we cuddle when we're done. For the longest time, I honestly thought doggy style was that one person was a dog and one person was the person. (laughs) That's honestly perfect. Because one person is standing on two feet. Ish or knees. Dogs don't do that. No, I had one friend who thought it was anal. And I was like, so you thought every time someone was doing doggy style was anal? She was like, yeah, I just thought women loved anal. That is so fun. There was, I can't believe how anal has become such a normal thing. Like when I was younger, it was like, you would maybe talk about it, but it was like, oh, maybe with your boyfriend, mm-hmm. if like he really wanted to, even though I would never, because that's mm-hmm. gross. And then the other day, there was like a Cosmo article that was like the ten best ways to make anal good for you, and I was like, <laughs> on Cosmo, Cosmo, oh, Cosmo did this thing to me where it said, uh, "There's the new best sex position." So I bought the full ass magazine. And I read it, and it was just doggy style. Well, and I was like, I was hoodwinked. Cosmo has probably been recycling the same articles for the last oh, 50 years. Oh, for years and years. And there was an article where it was like letters to the editor or whatever, and it was like, hi, there's a condom stuck in me. And I was like, what? This can't be real. You can't have a condom stuck in you and you're writing a letter waiting for somebody to answer it? Well, right. And it's like, I should I go to the uh, emergency room? Please write back. Please. <laughs> you should have been at the emergency room. Also, you probably smell disgusting. All right, Aaron, on that note, <laughs> do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, yeah. Why don't you go watch a Wild Horses show at Largo or UCB? Um, you can follow us at Wild Horses Show on uh, Instagram and uh, follow me at girl with a tail on Twitter and Instagram. And they have merch. So if you want merch to put on your dating profile, <laughs> you can. Yeah, that guy's doing really well, we bet. Okay. If you liked this episode, you can subscribe and rate it five stars. And if you leave a little nasty review, I will read it. So this is from John Wayne Gracie. Hey, Nicole, love the podcast. It makes me want to stick one hand up your pussy and the other hand off your butt and high five myself. Oh my Thanks God. for the laughs. <laughs> oh, what a treat. <laughs> Bye-bye. has been a Team Coco production. If there's anything better than getting a few of your favorite things from McDonald's, it's getting a few of your favorite things from McDonald's for less in the McDonald's app. Mm. Delicious. Order in the McDonald's app today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right now, only in the app. Enjoy a breakfast sandwich for just $1, like a sausage McMuffin with egg. Offer valid one time per day from 429 to 512.24 at participating McDonald's. Must opt into rewards.